Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 51. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, say hello to the people. What is up? Area 51, man. We're climbing. We're just on a roll. We're cruising. Uh, but I'm not going to lie, I'm in a little bit of a bad mood. A little oh, no. a little off right now. My uh, roommate decided to prepare kale or Brussels sprouts oh. or something. And it is the worst. Oh, that smell. That smelly smell. Like warm garbage. It's quite literally warm garbage. And so <laughs> that's what I'm going to be dealing with for the next however long before I go to sleep. Uh, but speaking of smelly, why are my Red Sox 6 and 10 right now in spring training? You really pay attention to that? I don't. But I was, and, and I've always been one of those guys that's like, it's spring training. Literally, who cares? But I've been following them on social media, obviously. And I feel like the last week, every time they post the graphic after the game, it's like Red Sox fall to so and so. Red Sox, and I'm like, all right, like this is worth exploring. What's what is our record right now? Because I, like I said, I don't care. But I pulled it yeah. up, and it was like six and ten. I'm like, all right, like I know it's spring training, but come on, like it let's, does. Let's, let's figure to something the system out. a little bit. Like that does it does speak to the system ever so slightly. Yeah, I was I was not not too pleased to find that out. It's, Especially like late in the games, because like late in the games, that's your dudes like coming up in a few years. And if they're blowing it, they're not playing well, then that kind of speaks to some stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely not a, a, a pure indicator, but it, like you said, definitely. Well, now I'm curious. Maybe a little cause for concern. So, speaking of other things I found out as I was scrolling the baseball interwebs, were you aware that? the start of the Mexico series had taken place these last two days? Uh, no. What is that? I don't even know what that is. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on here before, but I was I was completely unaware that it also took place in the spring training. But it is, uh, it, it was that thing. Yeah, we, we've definitely talked about it on here. Like this, the series in, in Monterey. You know what I'm talking about? No, not even a little bit. We've definitely talked about it on here. But apparently it's like a three-pronged series uh, and the first one was between Arizona and Colorado. And it, like I said, it took place the last two, two days. So they'd played a couple games down there in Monterey. Really? Yeah. And I was completely oblivious to this fact. Like I had no idea this was going on. That's cool. Shows, well, I mean, shows like, you how much I pay attention to spring training. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, it's so difficult, dude. Just because if you – man, the ESPN doesn't cover it, so they're out. If you watch MLB Network, they maybe do one game a day and they pick random games – and if you don't have, if you have MLB TV, if you don't, like today, I was gonna throw the Yankees game on in the background. There's like no feed available, so I'm like, oh great, so no one's even there filming this thing. So so this is just the way spring training is, man. That's how important Yankees games are, I suppose. Uh, oh. But anyway, in other news, our guy Adam Jones signed a one-year, $3 million deal. Sorry, I'm just – I'm all over the map right here out of the gate, but I'm just covering <laughs> our things before we get to our conversation with Shane. Yeah, uh, I feel bad for him. So he's hitching his ride to – you know, it's, well, he's probably going to repeat 
as far as being on a team that's the worst team in the league. He's hitching his ride to a horse that's going nowhere. <laughs> that horse is that horse is missing a leg, man. <laughs> that, <laughs> that horse, horse ha- a- that horse has no legs. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. I feel bad for him, but hey, you know, I'm glad he's still in the game. Like, I'm glad he's found a job. Yeah, maybe he plays well enough. He can uh, kind of re-experiment with the with the market a little bit and see if he can yeah. maybe get like a, a small a small deal, maybe worth a little more money before he calls it calls it a career. Um, in other news, just going down the list here, did you see Bryce Harper came out to Fresh Prince the other day? The theme song. I did. I watched that live. Um, did you really? Yeah, cool move. Cool, pretty bold move. I liked it. Yeah, definitely, definitely playing to the audience, even though. I'm pretty sure like 95% of that audience is just like 80 year old exactly. uh, yeah. like beach goers that just happened to yeah. catch a baseball game that day. Old Tampa guys that have sunspots and flower button up shirts. Exactly. Living their best life. But yeah, definitely, definitely a, a cool move. I'm curious to see if that's what he goes with. once the season I, I think gets you have to now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like you have to, because you can't, you can't let on that you're going to, step out there with this Philadelphia theme song. Yeah. And And, I mean, it's, I think he's all in with the Philly stuff, man. Wearing three, like the Allen Iverson thing. I think it's, uh, it's, it's weird to see a single digit on his back, but he seems to be fitting the part. Yeah. I will say it it doesn't look, it doesn't look as strange. Like the number itself is obviously strange, but seeing the, seeing the red, that's at least, at least comforting to know that he's, he he kept a little bit of, of what he left behind. I guess you could say. Just a little. Uh, and then lastly here, I know you're just thrilled about this. A-Rod and J-Lo getting engaged. Ugh. You texted me this, and I was like, man, I just don't even care. Dude, <laughs> did you see the rock he gave her, though? I really didn't. Holy <laughs> man. So you really weren't interested in this. I really am not interested. Dude, really not. It it's is just... crazy. You know what? I'm going to send this to you. I just had to hear about this guy for so many years of like, I was so, I was over this dude in like 2013 and it's just years. And now I was like, I finally had freedom. And then all of a sudden he slithers his way back into the broadcast booth. I'm like, crap. Now I get to hear more And then now he, I mean, props though. JLo still got it. Honestly. She always will have it. She doesn't age. Yeah, I just sent you the picture of the rock, dude. Look at that thing! Holy smokeums! Like to be fair, that's probably like on the lesser end of J Lo's accessories, considering she can probably buy whatever she wants. Dude, it's like bigger than her knuckles. <laughs> it's massive, but yeah, I props, guess man. I guess I mean yeah, props to him. Can't can't hate on the move. But yeah, I guess I guess they're, I guess they're going to be J Rod now, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> J Rod is what we'll be hearing for the next few years. Before they, oh yeah, she can't go by J Lo anymore. No, she will always always go by J Lo. That's that's not changing. But in terms of them being together, it'll be J Rod. Whatever. Hopefully they go away now. Well, since I know you're just thrilled to talk about A Rod and J Lo, let's transition into something that was genuinely thr- that will genuinely be thrilling. Our conversation with founder. Owner of Baseball Fam, Shane Sullivan. Here's our conversation with Shane. 
All right, so we're joined here by Shane Sullivan, an entrepreneur, founder, and owner of Baseball Fam, a brand that's been in the forefront of the baseball social media game since 2012. Shane, appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? Appreciate you having me on. Not going to lie, Shane, I feel like I've known you for years, and this is our first phone call, so... <laughs> is is it? I, I feel like that's fake news. I think we've done a pod or two before. No, right? I, know, I know you're a big anti CNN guy, but that is, in fact, not not <laughs> fake news. Oh, <laughs> oh that's how we're gonna start this. <laughs> oh, no, dude, I, I swear we. I don't know. I feel like we have before, but yeah, I definitely have known you for like 20 years now. Yeah, that's crazy, like, right? I don't know. So, so we've been in this game for so long; it's all just a blur. As I was talking to you off air, Shane, I know you've, you've shared your story a number of times, uh, but for those who are unfamiliar with who you are and kind of what you do, uh, would you mind just giving us a brief background story, kind of like where you're from, when and how you got into baseball and kind of what you've been up to lately? Yeah, no doubt. So um, let's see. Um, so it was uh, Ship All Players Do started on Twitter back in like 2010 or 2011, maybe. I just remember I was a uh, I was playing some D two ball in PA, just super mediocre left handed pitcher. Um, yeah, and I just remember um, to keep a long story short, I remember sitting in a night class one night. It was like a Wednesday night. Um, I had to be a junior or something, so that was like, she's like seven or eight years ago now. Um, and I came across like a, an account on Twitter, and this is like super early days of Twitter. And I came across an account that just like did nothing but baseball stuff and it was totally anonymous. And I, to be honest, I thought he was awful. And I was sitting there with like two hours and 45 minutes left of class to go. So I was like, ah, screw it. Let's do this. Um, I could do this better than he does. So <laughs> I made a Twitter account in that class. And then, um, yeah, man, I mean, I just started, I don't know, tweeting about the game, about you know the college ball life the travel life and all that stuff and it started gaining like a thousand two thousand three thousand and then um we just had a blast with it because i used to do it with like my roommate we used to just chill at home i know we're, this sounds super wild like this is, this was our college life we would just sit in our apartment and just be on twitter and just making a mess and then it was like five thousand ten thousand twenty thousand started getting out of control so then it's at one point um I'm a little rough on like the, the chronological order of all this stuff. But then I think like, I think we started a site and started selling those cleat chaser t-shirts um, with that logo that's now named Zoe. Uh, so we started with that and then we put up like a social networking site and then that one sucked and we put up another one. And just in the meantime, it was like 40,000, 50,000. And then here we are eight years later and uh, you know, we got a ton of following everywhere and uh you know, it's nothing too serious, too big deal, but, you know, we just, uh, I mean, as you know, you've been in the game for a couple of years now. We really just shoot this shit during baseball and have a lot of fun, talk a lot of shit, and you know, do some cool things, meet some cool people, travel some cool places, meet some guys like yourself, uh, which we've actually never uh, gotten together in person, which we should probably do yeah, uh, for sure. one of these times. But, uh, you know, I've gotten to meet some, some cool people and have some... Uh, pretty sick adventures just all you know with a bunch of guys and um even girls now i mean i even got into the softball game in the last couple of years and just had a ton of fun so you know it's just been um pretty much just flying by the seat of my pants every year we were just talking that i don't do much in the off season 
Um, but once the season rolls around, I mean, we just have a lot of fun online, talk a bunch of shit and, uh, you know, and I think, uh, I, th- I think I mostly still do it because like I said, that started eight years ago or something. So I'm 27 now. I've been, I haven't played in like five years, you know, so it's, it's kind of taken a shift into like the playing life into just, uh, you know, kind of like a place, a home for guys that don't play anymore to just preserve the culture, like a place to have that kind of like clubhouse or road trip kind of conversation and talk and camaraderie. And it's been a ton of fun. Isn't it kind of weird that like we, I mean, we're all like 25 to 28 years old. Like that is arguably the prime for most careers, like most any sport, like your prime years are 25, 28. And then now, like to me, I tell myself all the time, like, man, if I still had my physical ability that I had, like, when I was, you know, 18 or 19 and then my brain now, like knowing the game, I feel like I'd still be good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, it's definitely wild one because I don't know how your guys' bodies like survived a baseball career, but like I'm so so beat up. I can't imagine like going out and still playing every day. Like I feel like I'm 45. Maybe that's just me. (laughs) I don't know. But like I see these, um, you know, yeah, these kids are coming up at like 21 19 20 making their big league debuts um but you're right i mean i think the biggest thing i've noticed is exactly that um you know being deep in the uh you know the culture game for the better part of a decade like so much has changed i don't know if it would have made me better or would have made me worse like because because i'm on both sides of that coin like I think I could have used all of the information to get better, but I also think that like a lot of the information available now would have just made people realize I was a lot worse than I fooled them into thinking that I was. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure if that, if that would have helped or hurt me. Well, you had the PO life working against you, man. No, I mean, you're in terms of <laughs> like progressed age, you're probably a lot older than we are in terms of the post <laughs> post baseball life. Dude, sitting your ass on a bullpen bench for so many years, it, it like takes twice the years off of your life. Yeah, that would so, that would certainly true. take the toll for sure. Uh, but going oh, back, for sure. yeah, but going back to uh, you had mentioned starting off on Twitter. I, I'm kind of backtracking here. You had mentioned Twitter and how it just exploded in terms of the following, and then other social media outlets followed kind of uh, as a result, um, but. Explain to the people why why that was the case. Because from my from my point of view, the reason kind of watching how, how your brand has developed, uh I I credit that a lot to you getting in the game. Like I said, you had mentioned you've been doing this for what, like eight years now. So I, I credit that uh the fact that you, you were able to grow that brand so so quickly is because you got into the game so early and you were able to kind of establish yourself. Because I I know there's a lot of people that might hear hear you say that basically being like, yeah, it was growing 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 so rapidly. Uh, and they'd be like, there's no way that happened. But I mean, I, I was, I played witness to it. I mean, I, there's obviously a lot of other folks have been following you since then. So kind of explain why you like what you credit that to. Yeah. Um, mostly because I think it was just a different world back then. Um, Twitter was brand new and Twitter was hot. And, uh, you know, I can't like exactly remember what those days were like, but I just know there wasn't as much like small independent media that was worth a damn. Like there was no, 
you know, Barstool obviously existed, but, you know, it wasn't what it is today. So I think there was just a lot of, of room, um, a lot of space for somebody to create something. And I don't want to give myself enough credit to call it like a media company or anything, but just like a small independent outlet to, you know, talk about the game or, you know, interview guys. And it was just a different tone. Like I wasn't working for anybody. There was no money involved. Like I wasn't trying to sell anything, make a profit. I had no sponsors, advertisers, whatever. It was just a cool place for people to come to, um, you know, to just shoot the shit. And I think, I think it, it being baseball related had a lot to do with that because, you know, I've spent my entire life playing baseball, so I can't speak to what other sports are like, but I just think baseball has like a unique, it's a unique space in that there's such a, a culture and a camaraderie around it. And I understand that exists in other sports and this is impossible for me to explain, but there's just something different about the culture of like a baseball player. And, and you can see that like, you know, when you're on campus and you're, you're walking through the hallway, you can spot a baseball player from a million miles away. Like it's just, you know, so I think we played on that a lot and there just wasn't anybody else there doing it. So I think people gravitated towards it and, um, you can see now, I mean, there's a million people, you know, doing what I did and doing it a hell of a lot better than I did. And there's a ton of small, you know, media companies or whatever you want to call them all across the board, uh, you know, sports, politics, whatever. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess we were just a little bit early. Um, I don't think we did it better than anybody else. I think we just did it. Um, I, well, we did it better than a lot of those knobs that were trying to do it back then. But, uh, you know, I think you're right. I think it was just, it was early and, clearly looking at the the state of media and social media now um there was definitely a market for it and we just hit it at the right time i guess yeah i think you definitely got into it before it got overly saturated as as you kind of alluded to with just about everything not just sports but with politics and all that other stuff too so for sure i'd agree with that for sure it's yeah it's it's all over the board it's not even just a baseball thing anymore i mean it's it's anyone can come up and and you know, I don't, I, I don't, depends how you define saturated. Like it's definitely not impossible to do. Um, people have broken down the doors, but there was definitely a sweet spot for it. For sure. And you had mentioned, uh, I can't remember if it was on air or off air. I know we had, we just got done talking about it, but you had mentioned a little bit of the softball content and I've noticed, uh, that there's been definitely a spike in the, in the softball content on your end. And I was curious Kind of if that's if if that's your way of helping bring awareness more awareness to this the game of softball or what what kind of your angle was on that? I think a little bit of both. I'd be lying if I said like it would just be disrespectful if I said that I did it to bring awareness to softball. Like if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. Um, but I swear, I mean, I've had as much fun doing softball stuff as I have doing baseball stuff. And, uh, you know, it used to be just like a, a ton of fun debates, the age old debate, like can a baseball player hit a softball pitcher and stuff like that. And I don't know, we just started gaining following. And I think, well, um, well, let me interrupt you, Shane, before you continue, yeah. give, give an abbreviated, uh, backstory on your, your experience with the old, uh, softball <laughs> attempt. To- right. So, I mean, everyone's seen those debates between baseball and softball players <laughs> on Twitter. So this is actually how I really started to get into softball. Cause I didn't do much other than, you know, engage in some shit talking back and forth. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We were, this was maybe three, four years ago, probably three, yeah, three or four years ago 
we started it came up on twitter and we were just shit talking back and forth and i was like i was like this would be sick we should get a bunch of baseball guys and softball pitchers together and we can throw an event locally and raise some money or do whatever we we want to do and then some softball player with like a blue check mark hit me up and was like yeah come on step on in i have a charity you know i raise money for some children's hospital you can you know, you should, we should do it at one of the games or something. Come on in, step in the box. And I was like, all right, oh, no. in, whatever. So I, now I know nothing about like pro softball or college softball at the time. I didn't. So the girl's name was Jordan Taylor. Um, and I obviously didn't know who that was. Turns out she was like, she had to be one of the best five pitchers on the face of the planet. So I just, it was a total, I uh, just screwed myself from day one, but <laughs> we ended up getting together. And, uh, after, uh, a pro softball game here in Akron. There's a, a local team called the Akron Racers. And she played for the um, USSA Pride. And uh, they, were, they were playing up here. And after the game, you know, we met up and we're like, let's do this. So I put a helmet on and stepped in the box. And, and I had no idea what to expect. I didn't, I've never stepped in the box against a softball pitcher, let alone the best pitcher on the face of the earth. Like I, I tell people I stepped in against the equivalent of like a Craig Kimbrell. Like, no joke, dude. You have to see what I saw in this box. And I, I've never been to a pro softball game, so I thought there'd be, like, 25 people there. You know, I'd take a couple hacks. We'd raise some money. Dude, there had to be 1,500 <laughs> yeah, people you in had this a, crowd. You had a packed house. I, I remember seeing dude, the video. Was, it was insane. So we made, like, a whole vlog out of it, like, the whole game and, and after that and, and stuff. And uh, it was a blast. But, I, I mean, I stepped in there, first pitch, had to be, like, 68 miles an hour at my shin just brushed me back. Like I almost, I almost fell to my knees and I'm like, that was, I've got no chance here. So then two or three more swings later, I was out of the count and 1500 people were just going nuts watching me screw myself in the ground. But we had some cool content out of it. And then after that, you know, I think, uh, I think I earned some respect in the softball world for doing that. Um, because I started to make more friends, uh, met a lot of them after the game and they started to, to tune into our Twitter and stuff like that and engaging and, Ever since then, man, I've just been um, – I think the, the pro softball experience really shocked me above everything because I've never been a huge softball fan, just not a huge fan of the sport, nothing against, like, you know, watching the women play or anything, but just the sport itself. But when I went to this game, man, it was a total different experience. It was nothing like I had imagined. I mean, these chicks were, you know, it, it's, you know they were they – were, grinders like i didn't understand how serious this was i mean that these, this is these girls jobs and they take it very seriously and uh these chicks can play man so not that i i didn't think they could play but i don't know being involved in it and and getting to know them and being there in person was a whole different ball game so ever since then man i just oh, i've just been having a blast with some softball content no doubt and before we uh kind of change the course of the conversation here i'll just get one last question for you uh so as, as much as you can get into without revealing too much, is there any, any future plans that uh, pertain to, to baseball fam in terms of maybe getting into more video, reviving the podcast a little bit? Um, you know, the blogging thing is okay. And, and the blogging thing, surprisingly, was um, some of the better revenue that we've seen before the site crashed and we got booted from Facebook monetization and all that stuff. And that's a that was a long story in a two-year process um but i'd love to do more video content that's some of my the most fun stuff the problem with it is it just takes forever 
because I don't have like a team of like 20 people over here. I'm not Gary V or anything. Like, I don't have people just following me around with the camera. So um, I do have a couple guys that consistently help me out with that stuff. Like when we did the softball thing, I've got a couple couple guys that will shoot the videos and edit and throw them up and stuff. But that just takes a ton of time and energy and effort. Um, you know, so I think, I mean, my plans going into this season is just kind of rock like I have been the last couple of years. Um, you know, just going with the flow. We'll probably keep blogging. We'll definitely keep podcasting. Podcasting is really fun. Um, it's changed over the years, definitely for me. It's turned into more like, you know, 15, 20-minute rants. And uh, it's tough because when you're in this game, dude, I mean, social media changes so freaking fast. I mean, Snapchat used to be our biggest platform. Like, I want to say we were getting like 10,000 views per Snap story. This was, what, like three, four years ago in the height of Snapchat. And then, you know, Twitter started dying at that point. So we moved to mostly Snapchat. And then Instagram started adding stories. So then that became hot. And people stopped watching Snapchat. And it was just like a giant rat race, it feels like, every every year. You know, I'm like, well, nobody's paying attention to Instagram anymore. So let's go to, you know, Vine V2 or something. Or now we got to go to Facebook Live. We got to start a Facebook Watch show. So it's really tough to have plans like that. You kind of just have to have a mix of having an idea of what you want to do along with, you know, just rolling with the punches. Because I have no idea what people are going to be paying attention to next year. There might be some app that doesn't even exist yet that people are going to be getting their baseball content from and their entertainment from. And, you know, you just got to be aware and adaptive enough to to make it happen so we'll probably just keep blogging keep streaming um doing the periscopes is fun we were talking about that podcasts and um you know as far as business side and monetization and stuff i don't know man i've always had trouble finding the balance between you know doing the content for fun and for free and where i want to you know put my hand in the cookie jar i guess um so i don't know we'll see i don't i don't want to tease anything that's not going to happen so yeah no doubt. we'll see my question for you since i mean obviously both of you have way more experience social media wise than i do i mean i just joined twitter like a month ago my question for you is how much more argumentative are just random people now versus what they were when you first started seven or eight years ago I think this might be unpopular opinion, but I think it was more argumentative in the past. Um, really? Because, yeah, dude, I swear, like Twitter 2010 was just a bunch of savages. Because now nowadays, there's more accountability. Like, if you say some dumb shit, it's going to get screenshotted and archived, and it's going to get sent around to all these other media companies, and you're just going to get... I mean, you can get kicked off the internet nowadays, which is crazy. That couldn't happen. Thank God it couldn't happen back in 2010. You would have been kicked off immediately. I'd have been banned from the internet in, like, 29 different countries. (laughs) And, uh, like, not that I have any, like, skeletons or anything. It's just, it's a different place. So I think it was more, like, no holds barred back then. Now it's, it's, it's super argumentative and but there's just more accountability. So like, it's, it's not as fun. I don't want to say, I don't know. I don't think people have changed that much. I think it's just the culture of, of Twitter has changed a little bit. So it's a little bit less fun because people get more, not to put this like too simply, but people just get more buttered now. Like, honestly, like <laughs> all the names that I remember, like people that have been tweeting me for eight years are people that we've gone back and forth with for eight years, just arguing about the same shit. Like, it's all the people that I've had the Strowman argument with. Like, it's all the Strowman stands that that just hate me. But, like, those are the people that I talk to most consistently. 
So the debates were the most fun. I think it was way more savage back in the day. Um, and I actually, it's funny you say that now because I, <laughs> I was checking my tweets just before or have done here and I'm in some shit. Like I know when I've got like 35 replies in this long thread, I fucked up. I just looked and I've got some, some verifieds in my mentions and like a hundred mentions. So I'm going to go back and see what I just, what I did. I screwed up somewhere clearly. But, yeah. I replied to like some minor league pitchers tweet about like uh, some, I don't know. I'm going to have to further investigate, but I just know I'm in trouble. That's all I know. If I've got this many mentions in that short a time, I'm in trouble. So yeah, that's uh, the, that's see. the one thing I'm, I've I noticed. I might be kicked off the internet. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, that's the one thing I've noticed about your, uh, in kind of following your Twitter for however many years, I feel like, you're not the type of guy that'll like live tweet stuff per se, like from, from a day to day basis. But you, you kind of, from what I can tell, you kind of reserve your opinions and then every now and then you'll just drop a tweet and then it'll just explode. And then, like you said, you'll have all these mentions and it it just typically doesn't work out well for you. So, Oh, this is amazing, dude. Actually, I don't want to, call anybody out you can obviously go on twitter and see this but there's this minor league pitcher i replied to some he he, re, he tweeted something about a screenshot of a girl he knows and a, a guy was being weird creepy and i was like i told him you got jesse smoletted i was like this is definitely fake so now i've got a bunch of uh people in my <laughs> mentions sending me screenshots of guys being dickheads this guy goes Oh, this is just fantastic he goes just because shitball players do doesn't believe guys act like dickheads I'd love it if a few of my non-straight male, female, trans, non-binary followers could send in screenshots of guys being dickheads. So, it, like, if you want to, if you want to oh get an idea of how Twitter has changed and like the culture of Twitter <laughs> nowadays, that's it. Like, at, at what point did I give the green light on engaging in some kind of political conversation here? <laughs> Never. Like, but that's just this is Twitter. So I feel like is, I feel like Twitter 2010. If you would have tweeted that, somebody just would have responded with like, "I slept with your mom," and that would have been the end of it. But now we're getting, <laughs> exactly we're, we're going into this just like total. I don't even want. It's like a black hole, basically. Exactly. Twitter mob. Like this guy was like, "Oh, everyone, go get him now." He said something wrong. I'm like, dude, I follow you. Like, I I, I like watching your career and your baseball stuff. Why did this have to happen? I don't know. So Twitter, uh, Twitter's infinitely less fun than it used to be, but I don't know. Here we are. So I'll, I'll probably be up tweeting these uh, folks for the next couple hours. No doubt. Well, on the in the theme of being argumentative, wanted to. I know, like I said, I know Nate had some more broad uh, just baseball questions, but kind of leading us off here, uh, as I said, in in the theme of being argumentative, I want to get your takes on on Manny and Bryce, just your general takes, because I know. I know Nate and myself aren't very uh, pro Machado guys, and we're not exactly pro. I mean, we're definitely more pro Harper guys than Machado guys because Machado, as we've said on here a number of times, is just a bum. Uh, yeah. But just kind of wanted to get your just nothing too specific, just your general takes on those two guys because right. obviously, obviously okay. they've been in the news a lot. Yeah, I've I've been a Harper guy since day one, uh, mostly just because I like his personality. It just vibes better with me. Machado's definitely a little crybaby uh, for me. Like it's just it's it's too much for me. I'm not a huge fan. Um, he's obviously one of the best players in the game. And uh, so I guess if if on the topic of Harper and Machado, my biggest takeaway from this whole thing was 
the ridiculousness of watching people tweet about how bad the system is rigged against players in contract negotiations because no deals were being made for like two months and everyone's freaking out. Everyone's like, oh, the rich owners are, this thing's rigged. We got to go on strike and get a new deal. And then two guys sign contracts worth a combined $625 million, And then it's just crickets. So I'm like, this is strange, okay? Because the system seems to be working just fine. If two guys that are younger than I am just signed $300 million contracts, if Harper can hit 245 with like 30 bombs and get $325 million, I think the system's doing okay, right? So I don't know. It'll be weird seeing them in different unis. Um, but hey, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a big Machado guy, but he is who he is. So I got to, you know, respect him, give him credit for that. Like he's not trying to hide anything. Came out and said the other day he's going to be the villain forever. So I guess, I guess we'll applaud um, some newfound self awareness for Manny Machado. <laughs> I'm a big fan of self-awareness, so I think Harper's got that. So it'll be weird seeing them in different unis, but I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for guys that are going out and getting their money. But, um, yeah, my biggest takeaway was just the ridiculousness of everyone complaining. You guys want to – I mean, if, if people want to talk about systems being broken, why aren't we tweeting about minor league baseball salaries? And we're complaining about how big league contracts are negotiated when two 25-year-olds just got $600 million. So I think we should all pump the brakes on that. We've definitely talked about that before. We've talked about how minor leaguers are treated, and it's pretty insane. Um, I mean, i I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we've geared more towards the the fact that the system is broken, but I will gear towards the fact that they're both sides are very very far apart on what they're wanting right now. Yeah, I guess that's true, but. I, it, Okay, a big reason we all love baseball is because it's a total free market um, and they don't have a lot of the problems the other sports have. And when like when you have a total free market, there's going to and you've got stakes on the line of like you, the stakes are 10 years of Manny Machado's career. Of course, that's not going to get negotiated day one. So just the fact that no deal is being made, I don't see that as it being an issue or a problem, or I don't see it being one one side's fault or the other. Everyone just loves to blame the owners, and and you know because they see it as owners versus you know these young players who are only playing for you know minimal rookie contracts or whatever arbitration contracts or whatever. But uh, people forget that these dudes have agents. Like it's not it's not Bryce Harper versus the Giants or the Phillies. Like Scott Boris is here involved. Okay. So I don't understand why everyone always takes the, the player sides on these. I think it's fine. It's whatever. It's $300 million over 10 years. So yeah, that contract doesn't get negotiated overnight. And that's something that we're seeing that's new in baseball and all the sports. Like contracts weren't <laughs> haven't been this big. These leagues haven't ever been this popular. So yeah, uh, that's just I kind agree. of my take on it. I'm definitely, and I think I mentioned it, I don't know if it was the last episode, episode before, but like I think people need to get over the fact that seeing – 30 million a year, 35 million a year, whatever they see it, 25, whatever, is seeing that as too much. Because it's like the truth is, is like our game is big now. The game is big. And right. it's like, why can't we just evolve with it and now notice that 30 year, uh, you know, 30 million a year is equivalent to what, you know, 10 was when we were kids. Right. And I don't, people like to, throw these arbitrary numbers on what they think players are worth you know what a player is worth a player is worth whatever he can get out of a team 
that's what he's worth. So if oh, Harper yeah. can get three hundred million out of a team, then he's worth three hundred million. I don't know how we sit here and say, oh, he's not worth that, or he's worth more, or these owners need to pay these players more. No, these owners should pay as little as they freaking can to get these players, and these players should try to get as much as they can for a team to hire them for their services. So you've got two opposite ends of the spectrum, and they balance out and eventually meet at whatever they're worth, and that's how this shit works. If I recall, you for a while now, I feel like you've you've adopted the mindset because uh, I know I know a big topic of discussion in baseball is like, well, if these guys are getting paid three hundred million dollars, why can't we pay firemen and doctors and stuff like that? And I know a while back I used to think that same way, but I've since transitioned in into understanding that hey, like the money is in in these sports, it's it's in these contracts, like. We can't we can't sit here and deny the fact that baseball and and these other sports bring in millions and millions of dollars. So it's like that until until doctors and firemen and policemen can start bringing in that kind of money, they're not going to be paid the same way that these athletes are. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to give like a lecture on economics right now. I'm not here to say that (laughs) these guys should be making that money or they shouldn't or firemen should be making this or that i don't know it's it's how much are you willing to earn to do this job and how much is someone willing to pay you to do this job and the answer equals well there are a hell of a lot more people that are able to um you know apply at a fire station than there are people who can go in the big leagues and hit 35 bombs so i don't know it's just uh it just is what it is i don't i don't think anyone has the answer to throw some arbitrary monetary value on this stuff. It's just the beauty of the free market. And that's why we love baseball, man. That's why, that's why baseball money is a term because we have the free market and these guys can go out and make whatever the hell they want. It's a beautiful thing. So go get your money, Harper Machado. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it for sure. Where are you at? Where are you at with the guys that aren't getting called though? You know, these like these, these vets that probably are signing for, I don't know, five to 10 a year for a one or two year deal kind of thing. What are those guys that like, you know, how is Carlos Gonzalez not in an Indians uniform right now? Um, yeah, well the Indians, I, I actually, it was the one fun thing about these guys holding out on the contracts is everyone got super bored and guys like Ryan Spader started tweeting out like just like random fun facts about contracts and uh, I learned that the highest contract the Indians have ever given was like $50 million. So I was like, wow, that is just miles away from the contracts that we're seeing now. So, And, and he rattled off like a bunch of other organizations and the largest contracts they've ever gotten. Um, so, yeah, he would look good in the Indians uniform. Um, I don't know. It is what it is, though. I, I don't really have too much of an opinion on those. Um, I mean, the veteran guys are just getting kicked out because guys are – I don't know if players are why well, I, I do think players are getting a hell of a lot better than they used to be. And uh, they're getting brought up a hell of a lot sooner. So I don't know. they just seem to be um, worth a lot more. Yeah. Like uh, everyone's kind of freaking out about Adam Jones signing like for two or 3 million. It was a one year deal. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's pretty low, but I don't know, man, these, these old guys are just getting housed by these young bucks now, which I don't love it or hate it. It is what it is. It's cool to see all these new faces every time. It is It is tough for me because I can't, like, recognize rosters anymore. I remember being a kid, and, like, I could probably rattle off, like, seven dudes out of everyone's lineup 
like all across the league. And now this shit, I mean, these new guys come up so quick and these rosters change so quick. I can't pay attention. You know how I learn, and I tell this every year, the way that I learn who got traded and who got signed by what team is when I finally buy MLB The Show, which should be coming out here in like a month or something. <laughs> and then like I download the latest rosters and I'll just start playing. And I'll be like, oh, that's right. He uh, is with the, uh, is he with the Phillies now? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'll be like, oh shit, McCutcheon's on the Phillies. I forgot. That's right. Sick. So that's my Bush League way of tracking the offseason. <laughs> I like it though. I mean, that's I I think it's fun to to be able to see dudes in new uniforms. I'm just kind of I I'm not getting where we're at right now as far as like if you can get. I mean, there there is some value on Adam Jones. You know what I mean? And to use him as an example, there there is a there is a value on that guy. And even if he's not providing, you know, two eighty five with twenty home runs and seventy five RBIs, he's probably going to be able to do some things for you in the clubhouse for a younger core or whatever. I mean, Kyle and I are big on that. We always talk about signing veteran dudes on a young system, just for that presence alone but like there's a lot of dudes that i'm not sure why they're still out there you know yeah i i i would say that i'm typically neutral here but i would say that i mostly agree with you um the indians did uh give hanley a minor league deal which is interesting because i don't i I was under the radar Oh, for sure. I was like, when I saw a notification, I was like, wait, wait, no, there's no team that has the rights to Hanley right now. He was just a free agent, and he's just he wasn't worth a big league contract anywhere. Yeah, you're welcome uh, for that, by the way. Super interesting. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't put, uh, I don't think I'd put Hanley in the same grade as Adam Jones in terms of like clubhouse presence and value. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> and I don't know either of them, but uh, yeah, I maybe that's just become a little bit devalued. Um, since the sabermetric era uh but like everything else um if you pay attention to this stuff long enough these trends i mean it's just like it swings back and forth so yeah we got super numbers heavy and analytics and every player has a numerical value to your team um whereas it used to that used to not exist but it'll swing back the other way like i think there will be a balance at some point i don't know when that's going to come um but i don't know man there's just a there's just so much more high level baseball. I think I think the biggest thing with these you know this revolution of analytics is it seems if you follow, you know, the smart people that I follow because I don't make up this information myself, I just follow a bunch of smart people and almost conclusively they all say that the college game is farther ahead than the majority of big league clubs. So I think that these these guys are just getting better younger and being more like big league ready right away so then there's just a larger pool of guys to pick from and when you have that larger pool it just makes a lot less space on your roster for guys that are on the downside of their careers but might be like a you know a clubhouse guy i don't know it's just those i think those guys are the ones that have been missing out with uh, all these young guys coming up well nate you got any uh all good takes by the way shane I can tell you're very you're very educated. Well, I don't get that a lot. You're very, yeah, I know you. You just get just drilled in your notifications. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely very educated in this field. Uh, but uh, Nate, you got anything question wise? Because I know we got some questions for him from from folks that have 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real with you, Kyle. I didn't even look at the DMs yet. Did you put those up? No, I did not. But I can, no, I got them. I can, I can reel them. I off feel like shame. a jerk, so I don't know if I'm stealing anyone's questions. What are you, um, what are you doing now? Like, I know that you know Kyle and I have our ways of staying in the game. I every once in a while play some men's league stuff, but I'm mainly into golf now. Like, what's your thing now? What do you do? Oh, dude, I just golf. That's it. Yeah. I just I work out now, and working out is actually so much more fun when you're not an athlete, because I can oh. go whenever I want and just do whatever I want. Like I can go in and bench press for thirty minutes and then leave, and there's nobody yelling at me, <laughs> which is it's amazing. I took like two years off from the gym when I was when I quit playing because I was like, screw this shit, this shit sucks. And then I got just like fat and cracking and out of shape, and I got back in. It was fun. Uh, I don't play anymore. I think there's a there's a there's a men's league team in new york that uh i've become friends with some of the guys on twitter so i went up there like two summers ago and i pitched a game for them we made some content out of that that was the uh, the doughboys right yeah yes yes the uh the doughboys that was that was a hell of a weekend that was a fun one too i'll be honest um i think my arm still hurts from that i was just telling somebody (laughs) about that today we were talking about it i was telling them how my my pinky finger uh was numb for like two weeks after that uh yes i i have no desire to play man i i don't miss i don't want to say i don't miss the game i feel like that's going to turn a lot of people off i don't really miss playing it man i think i had a good run i don't don't think i should have gone farther than i did like i was just a mediocre guy had a hell of a time i don't miss sitting on the bus for like six hours i don't miss practicing in a gym for six months a year i don't miss just riding pine and the bullpen for like you know, sometimes a week, like it just, none of that I miss. I miss standing on the mound with the ball in my hand, but that was like 1% of all that it took to play college ball. So like the other 99%, I don't really miss. Um, so I don't play or anything anymore, man. I just do what I'm doing now and uh, pay attention to the game and just be a little shit talker from Twitter. And that's, that's good enough for me, honestly, because that's, that's a lot more than most guys can say. Um, a lot of guys, when they're done with their careers, they get into coaching and training, all that stuff. And that just, it just wasn't for me. I told you I'm I'm big on self awareness, and <laughs> that that was just not on my alley. I was I just knew I wouldn't like it, so I stayed that's, out of that, and I just stay in the game this way. That's definitely what I told Kyle when I like when I was playing. I was like, "There's no way I'd ever coach. Like I can't imagine myself God, doing no. it." And then once I got into it, I was it's totally different, man. It is like I've been coaching now for oh, like six years, and it's like it's a different kind of satisfaction. It's not like playing, but it is like, it's a different way of like, it, it kind of is nice to speak your knowledge a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it's I kind of that. fun. I can like imagine I, that for sure. The sweet spot is definitely like a high school level, like specifically probably JV or varsity level kid, because those are the kids that, you know, that they want to go to the next level and they're out of the daddy ball, like daddy coach type stuff. Right. Those are those are fun, man. If you ever get a, a chance just to do it, to just to get a taste of it, I'd recommend it. I think I think I gotta, Shane's I gonna be too busy on seen, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've just seen I've just seen too many like coaches in my lifetime that I don't want to be like. And uh, you know, seeing like hitting and pitching Twitter nowadays, they're so far ahead. Like they speak Spanish on Twitter. I don't understand <laughs> anything about what these guys teach about hitting or pitching. And I'm not like a, you know, this new school stuff is trash. I'm just like, my head spins. 
I'm like, wow, you guys are so far ahead of the game. And I just, I, I don't see myself getting to a point where I would work hard enough at it to, to look at a kid and give him some pitching advice and not feel like I was full of shit. So <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I just guess I, I didn't want to go there, but I, I mean, I'm empathetic to that. I, I totally believe it's, uh, there's definitely fulfillment in that. Well, we've been kind of all over the map here, but bringing it in, I'll uh, I'll reel off some questions for you from from folks that have sent in some stuff uh, for you. So we can run through these real quick. Uh, leading us off here, will Chris Sale finally get over the hump this year and win his first Cy Young? Oh, man, it's so tough, dude. Pitching is just insane. I mean, I don't know how any of these guys – in the big leagues hit anymore. I think we're going to get to a point where they're going to have to move the mound back or something crazy and stupid because these guys are just filthy. So there's just so many new young arms coming up that, that, you know, have a chance to compete for a Cy Young every single year. Um, I don't know. So uh, my answer to this question is going to be no, because uh, 2019 AL Cy Young is going to be Trevor Bauer. So, wow. God, we're not, we're not big Bauer guys. I'm all in. Dude is a freak. I am all in. Yeah, I guess you haven't. I guess if folks haven't gathered, you're a you're a uh, big Cleveland guy. I'm an Indians fan. Yes, that's fair to say. Very. Yeah, (laughs) you're very being very subtle about it. Yeah, he uh, yeah he liked one of my Instagram pics today, like a random one, not a baseball related one, just a random one today. No kidding. From that, like random. Yeah, just it was a picture of me and my boys that we were out like last weekend, and he just liked it. Yeah. I don't know, that, so I started thinking is, about how cool he is today. <laughs> that guy is like the most average Joe that just happens to be good at baseball. It's so weird. That guy's I'm telling you, man, self awareness. <laughs> guy knows who he is. He doesn't Very hide from so. it. He just does his thing. All it's right, next one here for you. What would you prefer of these four options? Universal DH. Add two international MLB teams, expand the playoff bracket, or punish teams that lose on purpose and reward teams that try to win. Uh, I don't. I don't think that tanking is as big of a problem yet. Do you guys see it as a problem in baseball? Because I don't. I don't know that. If I had to list like the top ten problems, that wouldn't be on it. Um, I've wavered back in. I don't think international teams. I guess if we're talking. I guess I would I'd be in favor of some a couple Canadian teams added. Um, huh, a team in Mexico? I don't know. Um, let's definitely not fly across the ocean to play baseball though. <laughs> put them up in uh, the, so put them back out. in Montreal. That'd be I'd be yeah. That. Oh for sure. I'm super down with that. Um, I guess I'd go with that number one. DH I've wavered back and forth. I I I think I think we should go Universal DH, but it doesn't that's, bug me that it hasn't happened yet. That's a hot take coming from a PO. I got. I love say. it. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to watch that shit. Uh, it, it appalls me. I'm an AL fan. I don't watch NL ball, like so. I just literally never see it. So I, I mean, I'm I've been watching baseball for like 25 years. If I turn on Sunday Night Baseball and we're watching an NL game and I see a pitcher step up, I'm like, oh, I forgot pitchers hit over there. <laughs> and it's still weird. I, there's no value in it. I get nothing out of it. We I, we could definitely get rid of that tomorrow. Wouldn't miss it. You're right about the about the tanking thing. I don't really see that as an issue either. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I guess in how you build your roster, but I mean, the, 
just again, like, like baseball is just such a different sport that you can't. I, I think even if you tried to tank, you couldn't. Like I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got organizations that aren't spending all their money and going all in to win, but it's way different than you know the NBA, or the NFL, or something like that. Yeah. So I, like I don't think it's problem yet. You get your waves that you don't get in like the NBA. Like we're not gonna have a a four straight World Series where it's the same matchup. It's like that's not gonna happen. Right, that's right. what you get with other sports, and it drives me nuts. Right, and and you going in the season. I mean, you know, you could you could name twenty teams that have a chance to, you know, maybe even more than that, maybe like twenty three teams that have a chance to make the playoffs. The NBA, you could write out the, the eight in each league at the beginning of the year, and you'd get it with ninety percent accuracy. <laughs> All right, next one here for you. Would you rather have a great pitching? Uh, this I feel like I know the answer to this one already. Would you rather have a great pitching staff with awful hitters, or an awful pitching staff with great hitters? Well, we currently have a uh, amazing pitching staff with dog shit lineup, so I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> um, just kind of a hopeful take for the Indians here. Um, I think that's the right answer, though. I do. Definitely, definitely go with the pitching. Uh, next one here, and this will be kind of like a triangular answer between the three of us. What is the one player you'd like from the other favorites, other person's favorite team on your favorite team? So, you, so in case you, you ha, you're unaware, Nate's a big uh, Yankees guy, unfortunately. And as I'm sure you Whoa. know by now, I'm a Sox guy. So, okay, okay. Let's go with. Uh, okay, you guys go first. Let me think about this one. I'm gonna say right off the bat. From Cleveland, I'm gonna take Frankie because I feel like he fits perfectly into the Boston lineup with the with that young group of uh, young group of guys we got. I feel like he, I feel like Boston would just eat him up in a good way, in a good way, because I feel like he's got that charisma about him. That's fair. I mean, everyone wants that guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Yankees, I don't even. God, I don't even know. I would guess Brett Gardner. Not oh we're not God. we're not Ew. going we're not going talent. Okay, all right, everybody, all right, everybody chill God. out, chill out, chill out. We're not talking talent, just talking about fits in the clubhouse. Okay. Oh my and he's, God. He's dude. the most like normal. <laughs> he's the most normal guy that could blend into a, a Red Sox lineup. And you're really all in on this clubhouse guy shit, aren't you? I really am. <laughs> you are. You are all in. I'm not. Ta- I'm sorry. I'm not taking Stanton. I'm not taking Judge. Oh, wow, Jesus, dude! I love Guardy, but that is not who I would take off of, off it's of the Yankees roster. It's a, it's a bad take, Kyle. I know. Um, I, believe me, I get. In fact, I just updated our IG bio the other day, where it was like, "I'll save you guys some time." Nate and Kyle are the owners of this podcast, and the owners of the takes you guys think are trash. So when when people see our quote graphics, they just know to check the IG bio, and they know who we're who's given these takes. So. Your your opinion of me having a trash take is is nothing new, Shane. So falls in line. Um, I'm gonna go. I gotta go. Kluber from the Indians, obviously. Um, just I, again, I'm kind of going with fit too. Like uh, anyone would love Francisco Lindor, but like if we're going current rosters, that fit would be good. It's a bold take to take our second best starting pitcher. I do. I can't. Oh, I can't stand Trevor Bauer, man. I like <laughs> one of my least favorite ball players in the game right now. All right, for the record, I'm taking too low. I'm I'm changing my pick. <laughs> I'm taking too low because it hasn't sunk in yet that he's a Yankee. So I like I'm, that. Take. I'm gonna get him out of there while I can. I like this one. I'm all in on um, too low comeback here. Oh, 
A Red Sox that I would take. Um, I guess Chris Sale. That's safe. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly a, a a mistake to take Chris Sale. Yeah, I mean, like you can't really go wrong stealing that guy. So I yeah, just looked up sense. rosters and I've made my selections. I'm gonna go with uh, DJ Lemayhew, and I'm gonna go with Eovaldi. Excellent pick. Ooh, I like fan. those picks. Big fan of both. And I got to do something to get Jason Kipnis the hell out of Cleveland. I haven't figured out how I'm going to do that yet, but I've got some mean, influence. What do you mean? So, you don't like him playing second base all year and then they randomly put him in center during the postseason? Yeah, imagine that. Imagine getting <laughs> booted out of your spot when the games count. Like, what does that say? <laughs> like, we're like, okay, we actually got to win these games. So, you know, I know I understand you played 140 games at second base, but we got to win now. So can you play some outfield? <laughs> Amazing. All right, Sorry, next dude. next one here for you. Season tickets for a year or do the 30 MLB Parks road trip? Oh, man, Ooh. dude. Traveling's exhausting, dude. I mean, I know it's everyone's <laughs> fantasy. Like, you know, tag a friend you'd want to do this road trip with. But, dude, I, there aren't many people on this earth that I think I could withstand that road trip with. I've I've tried road trips like that. Dude, not not as fun. Yeah, uh, I feel like you, you gotta be like me- you gotta be like mentally ill to want to like do that. Hundred percent. Like the 100%. idea, the idea, like you said, it's like a fantasy. The idea of it sounds great, but logistically, it's a nightmare. It's awful, dude. And there's that dude coming from the UK who's gotten a ton of fame on Twitter. Like he quit his job as a teacher and he's coming to America to travel to all 30 stadiums. <laughs> and uh, I'm rooting for the guy, but low key, I'm like, dude, uh, what are you be thinking? Like mid June, the guy has a mental breakdown and flies <laughs> home. Uh, so I'd be I'm like excited to man. see. I'd be the Marlin man. I just do it alone. Yeah, for sure. All right, a couple more here for you, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, best baseball video game or video game series of all time. So we're going like way back. Uh, you guys are gonna hate this take, but I'm not a huge uh, baseball video game guy. I think they're awful in comparison to the other sports video games. Um, not a video game guy in general. Uh, I will I will get the show and I'll play it for a month, and then I will get just wrecked. And then I will stop playing the game. <laughs> um, but I, I posted that Instagram story today. Steppenwolf uh, Magic Carpet Ride came on my radio. And I was like, yo, guys, I need some help. What game was this on the soundtrack? And uh, Triple Play 2001 with Mike Piazza on the cover. So That's, I'm going to go with that. That is a throwback. Wow. I'm going to go with that. Wow. That was like the hard, that was like the hard plastic CD case. Mm-hmm. That game was in. I remember that. Jeez. Oh yeah. So I'm going there. Yeah, that was CPU, right? S- slide that thing in the in the computer and play because we didn't freaking have anything else at that point. I yeah, I think that might. I th- in my no, head, it looks like it was PlayStation One, the original yeah. okay. PlayStation. Right. I think it was. We're really dating we ourselves here. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and lastly, here for you, Shane. One of our, I guess, one of our listeners is really throwing us under the bus here says, how can you help Kyle and Nate get out of the basement and into mainstream appeal? Jesus. So you, <laughs> so you are the, you are the, uh, I'm guessing here you are the, you are the leader in the baseball media realm. So lead us, how are you going to lead us to the promised land? First off, of I disagree with that. Um, dude, that had to be, that had to be like uh, Travis asked that or something. No, shout out Travis. It was actually yeah, not. Yeah, shout was, out Travis. It was not Travis. It was actually, okay. it was, surprisingly, it was one of our uh, regular listeners. Okay. Um, I think he's just having a little fun with it. 
damn. Um, I don't know. I guess we got to collab on some stuff. I know we've talked about this before. We got to get some like tease up or something. I'm super down, super down for all that. Um, I've been shopping that around uh, again recently, but I've done this a hundred times and it's never come about. So how do you? I don't know, man. I guess just uh, get in more fights on Twitter. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, believe I me, we tried. Advise, like. I wouldn't advise like doing what I do because it's, I don't know. I think that first off, let the, let it be on the record that I think there's a ton of people that are doing way better than I am. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of lazy with it. Like I, I feel like I could have done a lot more the last couple of years, but I'm just busy and I've just been content with like how it's rolling. So I don't know, man. I, I Well, first off, it would be to just stick with it because a ton of guys like, you and me just come and go every two years and uh that ends up screwing people because it'll 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 be super beneficial when you've got guys like maybe whoever asked that question or all of your listeners that have been seeing your logo and your faces for like consecutive four five six years and there's a ton of equity in that and i think i've um i think that's worked to my advantage even when i go on hiatus in the off season like I feel like people still recognize the logo and the Twitter account when it pops up, so just gotta stick with it, man. Yeah, in terms of the uh, the arguments on Twitter, we definitely try to give our share of uh, hot takes, and we have all right. Well, we have paid do dearly. it because then you end up getting <laughs> tweeted about like you get some like non-binary mob gets sent at you on Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, I, this is not what I'm here for. Well, Nate. That's all I've got. You got anything else for, for our guy Shane here? That's it, man. That's it. I uh thanks for coming on. Sorry. This uh, was a blast, dude. Let's do this. Let's do this again. Yeah, man. Appreciate you hopping I on gotta, with us. I gotta ask, did you choose to live in Cleveland? Oh no, no. First two questions. Did you choose to live in Cleveland? Are you born and raised there? Uh yes I am, but I've had opportunities to go elsewhere and I'm still here. I'd probably I'll I'll probably end up in Florida or Arizona. Smart, smart. Second one, the freaking bug game. The those those midges bug things. Amazing. That came out and just ate Java Chamberlain alive. Yes. Did they're real bugs? Are they are they real? Was that set up? <laughs> they're that? real. I will say this though: it's not. That's not a normal thing. Like that doesn't happen every year, or that doesn't happen like every night. That was definitely a once in a lifetime deal. I don't know if they were summoned. I don't know if like <laughs> a young Trevor Bauer was there doing some voodoo magic <laughs> in his dormer. Like, I don't know how it happened. Would not be surprised. But, right, but no, those are real. I I used to play. Uh, I played summer ball in the prospect league in like 2011, and my team was here like uh, west side of Cleveland, and we were right on the water. And um, our our locker room was actually a like a motorhome or like a trailer that they put just chairs and lockers in, and it was like way back deep in the forest. And after the game, you know, you got the stadium lights going on for like four hours. So after the game, I mean, you we had we had to jobber chamberlain it all the way to the clubhouse every single day. <laughs> so they're definitely are real, yeah. So they're definitely real. Those things suck. So that's awesome. <laughs> so, right. That was the best question of the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. Well, appreciate you hopping on, man. Uh, glad, to, glad to hear things are going well. Um, like you said, we'll definitely have to get you back on here in the future. 
Sounds good. Appreciate it, boys. We'll see you soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. So there you have it. Our conversation with founder, owner of Baseball Fam, Shane Sullivan. Nate, what are your thoughts? Um, awesome dude. Very, very easy to talk to. Um, I think it was cool because I think you and I were excited about two different things. You know, you were excited on the entrepreneurial side and excited about because both of you had, you know, you guys are starting a brand like you guys started a brand. And that's pretty cool and a common thing to share. I think I was more excited along the lines of you know, having um, the opinion of, of someone who is pretty much well, very well established in the baseball social media market. And so it was, it was fun to hear his opinions on things. And it was fun to to see that, you know, you and I are totally crazy. Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned in the conversation, he's he's a very like educated dude. Like he knows he knows what he's talking about. And uh, I'm sure guys like us who have been out of the game and aren't consumed with workouts and practices and stuff we we spend our hours elsewhere whether that's like you doing running your facility uh or me kind of overseeing this what we got going here but uh shane definitely keeps keeps his nose in the in the facts like into the into the knowledge of the game uh and so as i was saying he's very educated in that sense uh so it's good to know that we've got somebody with with some credibility who kind of backs up some of our what you would think uh, are hot takes. So yeah, felt good. Feel better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely feel a little better there. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, just a good dude. Definitely one of, one of the guys um, kind of had similar, similar careers to, to ours playing his whole life coming up through high school and college. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's cool to see guys like ourselves be able to, uh, I think you kind of alluded alluded to it in our conversation of just being able to stick around the game in some way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah. and I think all of us individually, obviously all collectively in in the sense of uh, having a having a part in this baseball media uh, world, but individually finding our own individual ways to to stay in the game, whether it's just watching games or or coaching or whatever it is. Uh, but it's, it's definitely cool to see or hear rather from guys that have done that similar to us. Yeah. I mean, there's, this is, and like you said, baseball is different with the culture. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm 25, I'm going on 26 in a couple of months and I'm just as in love with this game now as I was when I was a little kid. And it's like, that's, I don't know if you can say that about other sports. I mean, obviously we're biased, but like, there's just something different about it. And, and it's cool to see that he's just a, another guy like us. For sure. Yeah, great conversation. And we definitely hope to get him uh, back on sometime in the future because, as you said, just a good dude. Uh, but I was serious, man. When I was talking about doing some sort of collab with him, like we need to get we need to get some like apparel or something going because I think we could kill it collectively. Oh, yeah, big time. Cause uh, you know we got the we both have the home plate logo, so you, I'm sure you could do something there. You could do get a little creative with it, for sure. Um, but yeah, number interview number two in the books, or again, we're not calling it an interview. It was a conversation. These are these are former ball players. These aren't interviews. We're just 
we're just chatting it up. Uh, but other than that, there's a lengthy conversation. Uh, probably went a little longer than we had anticipated. So not much, not much room for us to really dive in, into anything uh, more. But that's always a good problem. I don't, I don't mind going going longer into those conversations with guys. Uh, but with that said, you got anything that you want to close out with? Man, we just uh, our goal is to just get you guys the opening day. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no kidding. We're getting you guys the opening day. Yeah, we we're talking about Shane and like in his stuff, and he's like, I I don't want to sit here and guess where Bryce Harper's going for seven months. And I'm like, dude, that's what we've been doing twice a week <laughs> for like the last seven months. So <laughs> no, not actually that long, but it it feels like twice that long. Uh, but yeah, definitely just trying to get you guys opening day. Uh, but anyway, that about does it for me. That's I'm guessing that's all from you. You know what I got to say next. You can't tell me you're hungry because you just ate. Starving. You're not hungry. You're just lying. You're just saying that for. I'm not. I'm really not. To I'm about to grill up some chicken. Whatever. All right. Well, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nate, how many stars? The same number of uh, bugs that were on Java Chamberlain way back in the day back in Cleveland. So like 5 million? Yep. I like that answer. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.